1: Welcome into the Tuesday edition of College Football Smothered and Covered. My name is Barrett Salee. I appreciate you checking out the show, episode 19 of the revamped edition of College Football Smothered and Covered. Really appreciate you guys subscribing on YouTube and Rumble. Don't forget to subscribe, hit that notification bell. I'd really appreciate it. And for those have, have, who have subscribed on the audio side, thank you. Leave a response, leave a review. I'd like five stars. If you want to give me one star, that's fine. But leave a review. I want to know what you like. I want to know what you dislike about the show. You can find us on Apple, Spotify, all those places. Don't need to go through it all. If you listen to podcasts, you know where to find podcasts. And this is a podcast. Got a busy show today. BetOnline AG came out with conference championship odds for the Power Force. So we'll go through those. Charlie Baker making a fool of himself as the new NCAA president, well, new, relatively speaking. He's been on the job about a year plus, but still in CYA mode. We're going to talk about that a little bit later. In realignment, it's still realignment season. Who moved where? We'll talk about it at the end of the show. Reminder, this show brought to you by Coastal Vibe Vacations, 850-888-0515, 850-888-0515. If you're looking to plan a summer vacation to the beautiful Florida Gulf Coast, give them a, give them a call. Check their website out. They specialize in one, two, three-bedroom condos on Okaloosa Island between Destin and Fort Walton Beach. Plenty to do their fun in the sun with the entire family. Coastal Vibe Vacations, 850-888-0515. All right, so BetOnline AG came out with conference title odds for the Power 4 conferences. And if you've listened to me Watched me listen to the show. Watch this show. You know that my opinion on these off-season odds, offshore odds, are that they they, they are there to drive conversation. So we're going to have a conversation about them. And look, I, I love these guys. You can't go over to Bet Online AG and drop 500 G's on one of these teams on one of these bets. They are very limited, especially considering the roster changes that we know exist in this day and age of college football. So they're just for fun, and I love it. Because college football is a year round sport. And this gives us a chance to talk about it a little bit more. So um, th- th- here's the first one. And I'm really fascinated to see the SEC specifically because Texas and Oklahoma join. Clearly, odds makers offshore are high on Texas. Georgia two to one, Texas five to two. Very close. To the Georgia Bulldogs, surprise, surprise. Maybe, maybe if you don't listen to the show. If you do listen to the show, you know I'm high on Ole Miss. Offshore odds makers are as well at thirteen to two, and then Alabama and Tennessee tied at nine to one. That's going to be a conversation. We're going to talk a little bit about that a little bit later. LSU ten to one, Missouri eleven to one, A and M twenty two, Auburn fifty, Oklahoma fifty, Kentucky eighty, South Carolina ninety, Florida one hundred to one. Arkansas 125, Mississippi State 200, Vandy 250. All right, so we're going to talk about two things here. One, the log jam at number four between Alabama and Tennessee. All right, Tennessee fans, I know a bunch of you just subscribed, and you know From what I've done, I was with you on Ciano Sunday. I thought it'd be a long time before you you competed for the SEC East title with Josh Heupel. I'm with you in terms of some of the media bias or targeting of you. We talked about that in yesterday's show. If you missed that, check it out. Really good rant on the fact that you're an easy target among traditional and new members of the media. So you're I'm on your good side, right? Monday, Monday night, Tuesday morning, you love me. Well, now you probably hate me. <laughs> I bring it to you honest. I'm going to sit here and be honest with you. The fact that Tennessee and Alabama are tied at 9 to 1 and Tennessee is the fourth most likely tied for the fourth most likely team to win the SEC is insane. And that's not to say Tennessee can't be you know a team that wins 9 games. 10 games. Maybe they can. But we talk about buzz in these offshore odds every offseason. This is listed to create buzz. I love Niko Iamaliava. I really do. And we've talked about this on this show. And there's a great t-shirt on BreakingTea, breakingtea.com slash mothered and covered. That can kick off his Heisman campaign. I love him. He started one game. He started one game. He ran well, he threw pretty well, enough to convince me that he's closer to Hendon Hooker than Joe Milton. But it's one game. He has not been in the throes of the SEC. Nico has not seen the SEC bullets flying. That's a lot to handle. And when you combine that with some roster turnover, Tennessee did not have as much roster turnover as other schools. And that's great for Josh Heupel. They can run the football. I think a a wide receiver, they should be pretty darn solid. They're not the two 2020 Alabama Crimson Tide, but they're good. They're not what they were two years ago, but they're good. Nine to one tied with Alabama is insane. And They're ahead of Missouri and ahead of LSU. And look, I'm okay being ahead of Missouri. I think Missouri is going to be competitive, but I would say Tennessee is more likely to win the SEC than Missouri, not LSU. I would jump LSU over Tennessee. And I know the natural reaction would be, well, LSU doesn't play defense. Well, it can't get much worse than it was last year. Like, it, it really can't get much worse than it was last year. I think it, we're talking about complimentary football all the time, right? The offense is going to take a step back. With then Brock gone, Jaden Daniels gone, Garrett Nussmeyer in at quarterback, it's going to look different. There's no doubt about that. It's going to look different. But the defense is going to take a step forward. So what you lose offensively, you gain defensively. You have to gain defensively. I still don't know what what Harold Perkins is. Maybe he's just a, a fantastic outside rusher, and that's it. Last year was a very uh, was a disappointing season as a sophomore, but I do think he can be a disruptor again if they use him properly, and I do think they will, despite things that have been said over the last couple of weeks. So, Tennessee fans, let's not let, let's slow down a little bit. This is different than last offseason. Don't get me wrong. This is different than last offseason. Where the Joe Milton hype was out of control. And I said last offseason, it was silly. It was dumb. I don't buy Joe Milton. We saw why this past season. So this is going to get lumped in to last season's hype. And we're going to sit here and talk. These talking heads are going to sit here and talk about how we talk about Tennessee offseason hype all year, every year. No, we've done it for now a year and change. But just because we do that doesn't mean the situations are the same. The reasons are the same. They're not. They're not. Now, I guess from a news trigger standpoint, you can kind of connect those dots. Joe Milton started the Orange Bowl two years ago. Nico started the bowl game last year. They both played well. Okay, The blueprint is kind of the same. The structure is not. With that said, nine to one tied with Alabama is a little aggressive. So what's the argument for it? Let's play devil's advocate. The argument for it is that Alabama has massive attrition from a roster standpoint. The Kalen DeBoer DeBoer comes in and is going to lead that program to a nine-win season at best. And Nick Saban, the the, the impact of him leaving is massive. Okay. I can buy that. But if we're talking about SEC championship odds, we're talking about what matters the first Saturday in December, not February 27th, which is when this show airs aired. If you're looking back, that's when the show happened. So, Basically by saying Tennessee and Alabama have the same odds, you're telling me that Alabama is probably not going to do much in the transfer portal. It's probably not going to improve that much during camp. It's probably not going to do all that much during the regular season. And by the end of the season is going to be equal as as 10 be Tennessee's equal. That's, I don't know, man. That's, 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 that's too much. That's too much. But, Tennessee fans, I love you. Thank you for subscribing yesterday. A lot of you did. Remember, I bring it to you honest on this show. Some things you're going to say I like, or some things you're going to see that you like, some things you see you're not going to like. That's what I try to do. I'm not going to sit here and take the easy way out and irk Vol Twitter and Vol Nation just for clicks. I'm going to do it, I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. And I'm not going to misspell Niko Iamaliava's name on purpose. Rest of the SEC. We're going to go down to Florida at 100-1. Florida, with 100-1 odds, fourth worst in the SEC, tells me one thing and one thing alone. That Billy Napier is being fired by Halloween. Because think about this. We talk about... Florida's schedule and how brutal it is. And it is brutal. But we're talking about the SEC championship odds. So discount Miami, UCF, and Florida State. Those games don't matter when we're talking about Florida being 100 to 1 to win the SEC. Now, yes, Florida's SEC schedule is still brutal, especially at the end of the season. I get that. But we're talking about at 100 to 1 bet online AG Thinks Florida essentially will be out of the SEC title race by the time the leaves change color beginning of October. The leaves changing color in northern part of the country, not Florida. They don't change color. Before. But by putting Florida at 100 to 1, BetOnline AG thinks Billy Napier will be fired by the end of September. There's no other way around it. These odds don't factor in Miami, UCF, and Florida State. Online AG thinks he's just that bad. He's just that bad. Clearly, they have no faith in Graham Mertz. Clearly, they have no faith in DJ Lagway. Clearly, they think the roster attrition, probably most notably Trevor Etienne, is too much for Billy Napier to overcome. This is an indictment of the Florida program by Online AG. All right, let's move it forward. Let's go to the Big 12. Kansas State. Ooh, buddy. Kansas State. Avery Johnson hype. Get up there. I mean, Coach Chris does a great job. There's no, one of the best coaches in the entire country. Maybe one of, maybe top five. And Avery Johnson, look, I love the dude. He beat out Will Howard, he was going to be the starting quarterback at Kansas State regardless. I think this is too much. I think that these Big 12 championship odds are so backwards. Well, not totally backwards. I mean, for, first of all, I would not put BYU at 125 to 1. I think BYU is going to be a little better than that. But if you saw what I put up last week and what I put up the week before I left CBS, it's my college football playoff predictions. One Big 12 team stay in the exact same place. And it's Oklahoma State. And I predicted them to be the number four seed in the college football playoff. And you can get them at 16 to one at Beto Line AG. Now, granted, you probably can't put a lot of money on it, but you can get them at 16 to 1. Take that all day. Take that all friggin' day. They've got one of the best running backs in the country in OG2. They've got a veteran quarterback. They've got an offensive line that is loaded with experience. Same with the defense. They don't have Texas and Oklahoma in the conference. They add some decent teams, I guess. I mean, Arizona, Arizona State, Colorado, they don't do anything. Now, are they going to be the fourth best team in the country? No. Are they going to be the fourth best conference champ? Yes. So if you can go to Bet Online AG, and it's legal in some states, not legal in others, but if you can go there and get Oklahoma State at 16-1 to to win the Big 12 Conference, throw as much money as you possibly can at it. Throw as much money as you possibly can at it. Not gambling advice. Not, I'm not endorsing it because disclaimer, legal stuff, whatever, but go do it. Go do it right this very second. I don't think people realize how good that team actually is. I think part of it is a lot of people in our line of work dislike Mike Gundy for dumb reasons. But that shouldn't take away the fact that Oklahoma State Has dudes. Oklahoma State has dudes. When does Oklahoma State come out of nowhere? It's when they've got experience. Ollie Gordon, the second, Alan Bowman, great offensive line, win in the trenches, both sides of the ball, hit the ground running in fall camp to fine tune things, not figure out a depth chart. That's exactly what Oklahoma State's going to do, provided they don't lose players. But that's what Oklahoma State's going to do. You can get them at 16 to 1. 16-1 to to win the Big 12. Dude, do it. That is the best bet on the board among all four of the Power Four conferences that we're going over today. The best bet. I can't believe it. I can't believe it. We'll take a break. A reminder, go to BreakingTea.com slash smothered and covered. BreakingTea.com slash smothered and covered. Wear the moment, whether it be college football shirts from all across the college football spectrum. Viral shirts, historic shirts. I'm wearing one right now. Penny Lane, when Lane Kiffin couldn't figure out how many pennies he needed for 25 mil. It's a retro shirt. Lane, if you like it, you can still buy it. There it's. I'm sorry, BreakingTea.com slash smothered and covered. Let's go to the Big Ten. Let's go to the Big Ten. Not a surprise. Ohio State five to four. Not a surprise. Oregon nine to four. Not a surprise. Michigan nine to two. Really, no surprise that Penn State is six to one. But look at that gap. To USC at twenty-five to one. Iowa. Iowa is only seven dollars behind USC. That gap from Penn State to USC is insane. What does it say? What does it say? It says that USC has been branded. USC now, and maybe more importantly, Lincoln Riley, has been branded essentially as the Mike Leach of the mid to late 2000s. And I'm not saying Mike Leach is a bad coach. He's great, set the foundation, was a revolutionary coach. But those Texas Tech teams were known as what? All offense, no defense. Wide spread. Look at USC splits on the offensive line from this season. Compare them to Texas Tech under Mike Leach. Pretty much the exact same. I mean, it might as well be number to number. <laughs> That's exactly what they, what USC is. USC is a joke. USC, when you look at these odds at 25 to 1, has no respect. And I'm not talking about odds makers. Well, I'm a little bit. I'm talking about the public. I'm talking about the public. There'll be a lot of people that look at that and say, yeah, 25 to 1. Cool. Lincoln Riley has branded himself. As a coach who just doesn't care about defense, just doesn't care about defense. And it shows. It shows in these odds. Penn State with Drew Aller is in the group with Ohio State, Oregon, Michigan, and Penn State. And USC can't even sniff it. Bro, if that's not an indictment of Lincoln Riley, I don't know what is. I don't know what is. That is insane. That is absolutely insane. All right. Last conference before we get to some other stuff ACC title Clemson at Florida State tied at five to two. Interesting. Miami at five to one. I mean, talk about Cam Ward hype. That's exactly what we're talking about here and why Miami is pretty darn close to Clemson and Florida State. Louisville at 11 to two. I- Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, no one thinks they're going to be the favorite, but there's some people buying into Braum and and that that program after what happened last year. So I I can get that. I can get that. The one that jumps out to me, and I think you should put a ton of money on. Well, you know what? I can't say that because it's gambling advice. I would probably do this. SMU at 22 to 1. SMU at 22 to one, we talk about coaches, up and coming coaches, coaches that maybe should be considered top 10, top 15, but haven't gotten that respect yet. Rhett Lashley's that dude. And we hope to have Rhett Lashley on this show coming up uh, in, in a week or two. As long as that team is healthy at 22 to one, could they sneak in to the ACC championship game? It'd be a long shot. Is it a no shot? Absolutely not. Preston Stone is money. That team rolled through the uh, AAC last year. Preston Stone has to come back healthy. But they're marketing him all over Dallas. In fact, made a stopover at Dallas Love Field. Boom, in the concourse. The Southwest Airlines concourse. Preston Stone, everywhere. So I think when you look at how the ACC could evolve, do you really buy Clemson? Okay, I do. I have them in the playoff. I have them as the number three seed. That's the only ACC team I have in the playoff right now. Could Florida State do it? Yeah. A lot of roster turnover. Love Mike Norvell. Could Clemson sputter? Yeah, absolutely. Could Mario Cristobal forget how to manage time? Yeah, that's a fair, fair assumption. So that might cost him two losses. At 22-1, to one, you're talking about SMU being an average ACC team in year one. The way Rhett has worked that transfer portal, the way he has specifically built his team over the last couple of years in terms of being an elite AAC team and ready for the ACC, I like it. Now, again, I don't think SMU is going to win the, win the conference this year. I don't think they're going to make the conference championship game. Could I be wrong? Yeah, especially especially at twenty two to one. And if you get there, all you need is sixty good minutes. All you need sixty good minutes. I absolutely think that SMU could be that team. All right, a couple more things before we hang up the headsets that I'm not wearing. I do have buds, but I don't have them in right now. Charlie Baker, man. He's been the commissioner, of the, uh, the president of the NCAA for a year and change. Maybe even less than that. Former governor of Massachusetts coming into an impossible situation with so much turmoil going on in the NCAA. So it's, a, it's an unenviable task regardless. So I'm not going to jump all, well, I might jump all of them let's just go ahead and go with the screenshot, right? NCAA warns that 95% of student athletes face extinction. Okay, We're not talking about the damn dinosaurs here. They're not going to become extinct. But from the Associated Press late last week, Charlie Baker says that 95% of student athletes face extinction if colleges actually have to pay them as employees from the Associated Press. You know what this is called? C-Y-A. Cover your ass. 95% of schools are not going to go under. 95% of players are going to be eliminated from college athletics. Two things. One, we're not going to get into a situation where everybody's making five mil. Right now, it seems like they're making a ton of money. Very few players are. So if we're let's just say we call it a salary cap, It's called it a salary cap. I don't whatever we're going to call it something different because it's college athletics and we're different and that's cool. But you're, it's not it's not going to be anything that bankrupts schools. And so then you talk about benefits and health stuff. Look, I get that stuff. Four hundred one ks, you know, yeah, they're going to be employed, so stuff like that's going to probably be included. Is is that going to prevent? mount union from playing football no because their payroll is going to be so small and the athletic department is what's bringing in the majority of money anywhere at least anywhere that has powerful football teams we're going to have a sliding scale right we're going to have a sliding scale and these players are going to find places to go and let's be honest what really is going to happen In a lot of places, athletic departments are separate entities. Anyway, I said this yesterday. We're going to get into a situation now where players are completely separate than students. That they're going to be playing for Georgia, Auburn, Alabama, USC, Colorado, whatever. Because they have a, a helmet that has the logo. That's it. They can have scholarships. They can go to school if they want to. They don't have to. They don't have to. It's going to be the same exact thing as the Atlanta Braves playing for the city of Atlanta. The city of Atlanta has nothing to do with it. The Dallas Cowboys, the city of Dallas has nothing to do with the team in Arlington, Texas. But they're representing the city. They're representing the fan base. That's exactly what's going to happen in college athletics. And so when that happens there will be opportunities for players across every sport across every level and that's fine 95% of athletes let's look, this is it's it's almost impossible to think that this is a real headline 95% this is a threat this is trying to Maintain the last semblance of power that the NCAA has. And they do not understand it. They don't understand that every time they do this, it fails. Every time. Goes back to something that I've said for a long time. It takes a lot of work to make the United States Supreme Court tell you that you are that bad, to lose nine to nothing to the United States Supreme Court. Like I said yesterday, there could be a legal matter that says, free beer for all. It wouldn't be 9 nothing in the Supreme Court. So, I mean, this is, again, another, they tried to do this with Tennessee. The NCAA is just like, it's like fingernails on a chalkboard. It's like Sylvester Stallone and Cliffhanger barely hanging on. Now, he succeeds, he gets off that cliff. I don't think the NCAA will at least in terms of this one. Last thing from Pete Thamel, UMass set to become the 13th member of the MAC for 2025 and 2026, starting in 2025 and 2026. I'm cool with it. I'm happy for UMass. I think that program can at least compete. Not necessarily right when they get to the MAC. I think that program can at least be relevant. One thing about mac should. I talk about this a lot. Matching is great. Middle of the week football, we love it. From mid-October or late October to the end of the season, watching Mac games on Tuesdays and Wednesdays, phenomenal. The truth of the matter is it's not that good. Like, it's not that good. Can UMass be a middle-of-the-road team in the Mac? Yes, very quickly. Very quickly. It's not a recruiting hotbed up there. But if you're telling kids, hey, don't go to Akron, come right down the road just outside in in, in UMass in New England, beautiful part of the country, and play here, yeah, they're going to buy that. They're going to do enough to at least compete in the MAC. So very excited to see what happens there. I think they can compete. Let's just say this. A bowl team, UMass will be a bowl team by the 2027 season. Give them two years to get their feet wet. 2027, they're in a bowl. 2028, they're competing for a spot in the MAC championship game. That'll do it for this edition of College Football Smothered Covered. Appreciate you hopping on, checking out the show. Reminder: if you have not spread the word to your friends, to your family, tell them to subscribe on YouTube, Rumble, subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you consume your college football content. Like I've said many, many times, I want to be part of your college football ecosystem. I understand there might be other shows you like, and absol- I listen to them too. I listen to Paid all the time. I listen to SDS. I listen to Bratton. I listen to Unfiltered. I listen to Paquell at On3. They're awesome. i like to join that group. Had a great, great run from 2016 to 2018. Phenomenal show. Phenomenal reaction from SEC Smothered and Covered. Like I said before, Got taken away for reasons I'm still upset about. But I'm very excited to go independent now and try to build it back, build it better, and give you the fans something to look forward to every single day.
2: You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator.